Remember forward and never to blink at wickedness, as Xavier Kilgarvan oft tortured himself to do. Thus, in emulation of God, the detective aspires to invent that which already exists, in order to see what is there before his and our eyes. He is the very emblem of our souls, a sort of mortal savior, not only espying, but isolating and conquering evil. In his triumph is our triumph. Even should he fail, is not such failure noble? For to be human is, indeed, to fail to be divine, and no shame must be attached. In the span of approximately twelve years, during which Xavier Kilgarvan achieved a modicum of fame or notoriety in his hazardous profession, it became a nettlesome issue with him that his successes were so vulgarly emphasized in the tabloid press, and his failures rarely reported as being perhaps not sufficiently newsworthy or too commonplace. For up until very recent times, most crimes went not only unsolved, but undetected. A suspicious death might as well be deemed natural, for what might have been done about it in any case? I am shocked that the usually perspicacious De Quincey should offer the rough estimate that, of 230,000 deaths reported in London in a twenty-year period during the seventeenth century, naught but eighty-six were murders the more plausible figure being, to my way of thinking, eighty-six thousand. Such an emphasis, Xavier Kilgarvan felt, blinded the public to the painstaking labor, the daily and hourly grind, of the detective's work, and woefully misled as to the glamorous case with which mysteries were solved. It were well for Xavier that he had long been retired, and settled into the blissful harmony of domestic life, when the first of Mountjoy Price's exploitative detective novels, featuring the dandyish Zachariah Kilpatrick, began to appear in the 1920s. To eventually earn far more financial largesse for their author, it has been estimated, than Xavier Kilgarvan himself had ever earned. For these slick, shallow and infuriatingly breezy works of fiction, some nineteen in all, presented a glib young gentleman who rarely struggled with a cerebral problem for more than an hour, who never displayed fear or apprehension, and never shrank from physical combat, and seemed, at the conclusion of an adventure, precisely the same person he had been at the outset. Indeed, so taxing did Xavier Kilgarvan's accursed profession prove, he withdrew from it all abruptly in his fortieth year, which is to say, within a scant six months of his return to Winterturn, to solve the sensational case known variously as the Rectory Murders, the Winterturn Axe Murders, the Mystery of the Minister and the Society Lady, etc., though for our particular purposes it bears the title of The Bloodstained Bridal Gown.
or Xavier Kilgarvan's last case. A close parallel to this title being Mountjoy Price's The Case of the Bloody Bridal Gown, a bestseller of 1938. But beyond this, there is little resemblance between Price's meretricious mystery and the definitive study of the case I have here assembled. The loss to the profession of detection was an extreme one, for no American detective, with the possible exception of Alan Pinkerton, achieved as great a renown as Xavier Kilgarvan, and no one at all was so brilliant a detective, Pinkerton being but a mere hack set beside Xavier Kilgarvan, and so lost to all standards of gentlemanly decorum, he did not shrink from hiring himself out to the highest bidder. No